Jana. Hi. How are you doing? Good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little like, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> I've been watching, I just went on Twitter, you know, just catch the mood. Cernovich, you know, I was like, okay, okay. What is the mood? I mean, the mood is like, I think, two completely different stories, depending on like different stories, depending on who you're talking to. Very different. Yeah. Stories. That's why it feels so scary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it feels like I want to stay away from it. You know, there's no pleasure there for me. Like, it's a black hole. It's a black hole. Dave told me that he he saw someone tearing. He's been consuming a ton of media, like Al Jazeera, Fox, like everything, like at watching everything. He saw someone tearing down a poster and he like fantasized that it was like someone tearing down a poster of Jewish um whatever kidnap people like he he projected that onto the situation and like wanted to like go after them or something like i was like you're crazy you need to stop well they are doing that aren't they taking down but, pictures but they are but i don't know that that's what this person was doing do you know what i mean like right. he's, he's like being like he's marinating in yeah how's how is dave is he I mean, he's consuming all this media. Is he upset? Is he angry? He's like, I think it's more that it's two completely different stories. Like you watch the air, like you watch Al Jazeera and it's like, it's like there's really convincing people on both sides, really smart people on both sides telling you totally different things. That's what he's experiencing. He's well, feeling- I notice. We'll 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 just we'll just start when Angela get here when she she gets here. Um, Are we yeah, already I, doing this? Has this begun? We've it's begun. Oh shit! I mean, we might as well. Okay, okay. Angela will arrive. She's late. She's three minutes late. We're not waiting for her. Okay, fine. It's okay. We're starting. She's suspicious anyway. She's Chinese. She's on the outside. They're okay. waiting. They're waiting to pounce those Chinese. <laughs> Now I know we're really, we've really started. Oh, yeah. 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 I got a whole series of Jewish jokes lined up just to keep it light. We good. Need to make something in. Good, yeah. good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I noticed that if I, yeah, I read, you know, one side and I'm convinced. And then I read the other side and I'm convinced. I mean, I understand that it's on one level all propaganda. Mm-hmm. It's impossible to know what's real. But I do notice that, you know, if I spend, one, you know, sometime looking at one side, I, I, I feel compassion and sympathy and the righteousness of their cause. And, and I feel the same way the other side. I mean, I, I, I've kind of decided which side I'm on, obviously. Right. And uh, if you're I'm with, with the Jews, I'm with the Jews <laughs> because they have power and I'm going to align myself with the powerful people. I mean, if you guys start losing, then I might switch. Switching. Right. Yeah. Totally. Uh, it's totally, probably uh, nice. Yeah. I mean, that's the way to go. The Muslims are looking tough right now. Sorry. This is going to be fun. No, no, no. I'm getting now I'm getting excited. Of course. We're going to You know who I'm really against? I'm against the peaceniks. Those are the people that I'm against. Calling for peace. Calling for peace. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I. They're losers. Well, 
They're losers. I, I, I do feel this place where war is sometimes to, to deny that war is ever justified is off, you know, like war is love in certain instances. War is God. Say more, Dave. I don't know. I, I haven't fully fleshed that out, but there's a, uh, a passage from the karmic, what's it? No, Cormac McCarthy book, uh, Blood Meridian, mm -hmm. the judge character. And he talks about the purity of, of war and gives this speech and how it's the ultimate game in some sense. And I, I don't know if that's a, a man thing, but uh, at the end of the speech, he declares that war is God. And it landed for me somehow, I, going all the way into that. Uh, what what war is and what it represents and the experience of it, you know, thinking about the movie 300 and the sh sword and the shield and just an orgy of violence. The, there's something very mm -hmm. alive about that, that it, it does feel like God is there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel that. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're missing like, Oh, here she is. Hello. Hi, Angela. Hi, can you hear, how are you, how's, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay, great. We've started. Oh, oh, I'm jumping in. Okay. I'm jumping in. Um, He already went after you for being Chinese before you even arrived. Yeah. Great, okay. Yeah, well, the, the Chinese are just sitting on the outside watching this whole thing play out, licking their chops. That's how I see it. And good for them, as they should. As they should. She smiles. Yeah. They're smart. Those Chinese. <laughs> almost true. almost as smart as the Jews, but not quite. <laughs> oh my God. True. You know, we go. we're missing a voice. Like we need, like, I feel like we're all I'm worried we're all gonna end up agreeing. And that for me, who loves being the same as my friends. But it's like we need the who's the liberal? Like, I think we're just gonna all sound insane. War is God, war is love. It's like <laughs> where's the, you know the peace person well we, we we've decided they're losers so we're not into peace angela <laughs> <laughs> well okay wait a minute i i need to catch up where are you guys what how did you go ahead jenna review get her up to Listen, speed i'm a guest on this this is your guys okay. podcast um nothing we just said how uh how confusing it is. And, and I was saying that it's, you know, you, you, I'm very persuaded by both sides. When I, when I start paying attention to one side of the argument, I feel persuaded. And then I start paying attention to the other side of the argument. I'm, I'm very persuaded. And uh, there's an intransigence here on both sides and it just feels like it has to go to war. It has to be resolved in that way because both sides are so firmly entrenched. It's life and death. It's you or me. That's how it feels. So I don't know how we get out of that. And even the arguments about who's right and who's wrong, to me, I get it, obviously. But at the end of the day, it might makes right. That's the history of the world. And if you can conquer and occupy land, that's yours. That's how we do it. We may not like it. We can impose our morality on it. But th that's how the world works, whether you like it or not. That's how it's always worked. Have we evolved beyond that? Clearly not. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So I feel. Where are you in this, Angela? Well, I'm still trying to figure out what are we doing here today? And I mean, I we invited or yeah. we invited you onto this podcast and um you know, I think I wanted you to share more about your perspective. Um and I, I felt like it was a very I, I was surprised to hear how affected you were by everything that's happening and um, surprised at my own surprise even. And just that I thought it would be an interesting, um, like your your perspective is interesting and uh, it helped me in a lot of ways. So I just thought that, that that's, that's where I'm, I was, at, I mean, I don't know for Dave, like, I know that you guys had a conversation. Um, I'm going to make Jewish you... jokes throughout the podcast. That's why I'm here to make fun. Keep it light. That's good. That sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of great Jewish jokes. Do you want well, to... let's just start? Let's just start here, Janice. You're, you're the Jewish person. Do the Jew- Jews run the world? This is the, uh, the assertion. Wow. Do the Jews run the yeah. world? Will you let us in on this, or, or is that sacred knowledge? I have to uh, admit that I, I'm just going to reveal myself here, okay? Like that this, I feel this kind of pride at how small the Jews are and how wildly successful, you know? Like, I think people don't realize how few Jews they are compared to how, like, they're outside, like, just how successful, how powerful, how um, present they are, how known, you know? It's like, I think there's more, like, Baha'is in the world and Janes in the world. It's like, what do you know about the Janes? Nothing. You don't know anything about the Janes, probably, you know? And And I... Yeah, I feel this secret, like, I like being part of this cool club, you know? And there's a coolness in that way. And there's also, you know, I think I was telling you this, Dave, like, if you meet Christians, you know, I was I was just watching, um, Cernovich posted this video about evangelical Christians um, in Republicans in government in the United States and how they're, you know, the Jews are the superheroes of the Bible Mm -hmm. and they're, they're the chosen ones there. Um, and they're, if you're very, if you're evangelical, then you have to support Israel. Um, you have to support God's chosen people. And, um, you know, and when, when I, I got a taste of this when I was young. My best friend was like, her family was very Christian, very religious. And I went to her house and I went to um, like church with them. And it was like, I was a global superstar at, you know, 18, 17. They called me the Hebrew. And (laughs) there was an announcement that was made that a Hebrew was in our midst, you know, a Jewess. And I was like, 
what is going on? You know, I felt, yeah, it was like I was a famous person. Special. Yeah, so special. Hmm. So, I don't know. I just want to acknowledge that that's part of it um, for me. And, oh. and, and, and then, and I've always been identified with that, you know, that, and then, you know, I, Dave, I told you recently I was at a dance event and, oh God, this, um, and everybody, we're just there to dance. And all of a sudden the organizers stop everything and ask everybody to stand up and face Gaza and, um, pray for the people of Gaza. And I just felt this like, you know, the whole room of a hundred people stood up and faced Gaza and I just freaked out. You know, I felt like, like that Jewish person that sees anti-Semitism everywhere, you know, like I, I felt like very tribal, like very, like these people are against me or against my people, you know, or what's going to happen. I don't know. I, I, that's not, that's not your normal. You don't, you don't normally walk around the world in, in that state. No, I normally look down on people who are afraid of anti-Semitism. You know, I think they're delusional and they're, um, obsessed with something that's long over. Um, so I've found this whole period, like, disorienting and mostly like the, the the thing you're talking about Angela is when I first started watching the like when it first happened I called you and I wanted you to be with me like I wanted you to f feel how upset I was at what yeah, was happening images sorry the some images images yeah of girls being um kidnapped and uh like the hostages being taken. And I really wanted you to understand and feel what I was feeling, like the specific despair that I was feeling that felt very much like connected to my, it's like, I'm Jewish. These are my people, you know, which is such a, I didn't like, I, I felt very weird feeling that and feel, feeling it with you. You know, like feeling our difference there. Like you're not Jewish, you're Chinese. I want you to, but I want you to feel what I'm feeling or I want to be understood there at least, you know? And yeah, and we went on a whole ride, you and I there. Should we talk about the ride? Yeah. Can you say something though? I feel a little nervous. Well, I remember when I got on the phone and I heard your voice, you know, I, I know, I knew what had happened, you know, in Israel, but I, um, I wasn't expecting you to be in the place that you were in, like so upset. I could hear it immediately in your voice. And it surprised me because just because of what, what I know about you, you don't normally even, you don't really talk about being Jewish, you know, you don't really, it's like, it's, it's not really a thing for you, you know, like, you know, that's not how you identify yourself in the world. And so I didn't expect you to be as upset as you were. I, I thought, you know, you would have some feelings, but the, the level at which you were at, I was really surprised. And 
I had already had a whole process with myself, like in terms of, um, you know, obviously it was deeply upsetting to hear like all these people had just been killed, um, Israelis, you know, uh, but, but I have a friend, a very good friend who's Arab and has talked to me for years about her side, you know, and what it's like. And so I didn't go immediately to making um, the Palestinians uh, or, or, I mean, I didn't really know too much about Hamas at all, um, but I didn't go to making them the bad ones, you know? And so I was just kind of holding that inside of me. And so when you called and you wanted me to be with you, there was something that I was, I could feel like, well, I'm still going to hold the goodness of the Palestinians. You know, like there was some, something that that, like I felt really, that was really important for me to do, you know? And so I think you could feel that I was, I mean, in a way, like there was a kind of defense that was going on in, in me. It was like, I was, I was just like, okay, I'll, 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 I'll be here. I'll listen to you, but I, I'm not going to just be on your side. It was, it was kind of like, like, you know, there was just that, that thing that was going on in me. And so, um, so we had to, you know, we, we talked about that for a little while and it was really, it was hard, you know, for both of us, I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was hard for me. I mean, I guess I also realized like hearing you say that, how much maybe I've hidden, how connected I feel to being Jewish. Mm -hmm. Like I feel really connected to being Jewish. Like I'm, I'm Jewish. Like I, I, Yeah. And like the fact that you wouldn't know that I would be so upset, it made me realize that I don't, it's like a hidden place in me, you know, because I want to, people I I think of as being really into being Jewish, you know, I'm not like them. So I don't, I don't share about that so much, you know, and then when I felt the place, I guess the place where you weren't going to be with me, or I thought you weren't going to, you know, that we were really separate. Um, you weren't even going to share about what was going on for you. No, I wasn't. Cause I was, I was beside myself, you know, and then, and then it's like, oh, well, I'm only going to share with other Jewish people, you know, other people who are going to understand how I feel. And that felt so bad because you're, you know, you're my closest friend. Like I wanted to share it with you, like more than I wanted to talk about it with anybody. And, and then I felt our, like, I suddenly feel this thing come in. It's like, oh, I'm Jewish. She's Chinese. She doesn't understand me, you know, here I'm like with my tribe and that's it. Like, and it was very distressing yeah and I also felt like well I have felt this place before uh and you weren't with me mm-hmm. you know um so I, I don't know that there, there was just that that was going on too but I do you know remember saying like because I, I could feel you close up and you know what I what I said I hope that by the end of this conversation that we actually um get closer than we've ever been before 
because I have a feeling like if you share about where you're at, like I'm going to be able to come, like I'm, I'm going to be able to be with you where you're at, but I'm, you know, I could feel I'm not with you right now, but I, if you share, if you tell me where you're at, I'll, I'll be able to, we'll be able to connect. I didn't know if that was going to be true. Just mm -hmm. had that hope. Yeah. Which seemed to me at the time, completely preposterous. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. I felt so separate from you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so then, and what happened? You, sh you started to, to share about these images that you saw. Mm hmm Yeah, the girl being hauled away on the motorcycle and her face and and I, how I felt um, traumatized by these by these images and um, how it reminded me of the am I, I, mean, I guess I'm going to bring up the dog, right? That was the next yeah. thing it, when you and I were in L.A., we watched a dog getting abused on the street by an old man and I was Chinese. Was he Chinese yeah yeah he was he was yeah I think he Asian. was Chinese Asian yeah and um it was beyond like I was taken down by it I was sobbing I wanted to do something for this dog I couldn't handle the fact that we couldn't save this dog um that the dog was like so desperate like screaming, like for us to help it, for somebody to help this dog. And there was nothing we could do. And it was the same feeling that I had when I watched these videos. Um, and there was a place where we hadn't really, like you wouldn't have the same reaction to the dog that I did, you know? I mean, like, I was affected, but not in the way that you were like there was something that was happening that was like it had, the the feelings were uncontrollable and you i think you were it was like it it lasted until a, day. a few days yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. okay so what happened next so you were describing just you know what the feel and I I kept saying I I think I said I was like do you feel helpless and and like whatever I was saying you weren't really it wasn't it wasn't really yeah. helping you yeah to connect and I I I mean I I was hearing you but I wasn't connecting either and then at some point you something switched and you went into your own you were like oh I know what's happening to me I know why this is affecting me so much. And you talked about, you, it took you into a place in your childhood. Can you say, cause I, I don't have like a, I was in such an intense state. I don't have a clear like memory of exactly how this went, how this happened. Do you remember what well, I said? You said it took you into a place of your childhood and you can remember, you could remember the feeling of being like completely like alone in some way like there was some some place in your childhood where you got lost like you felt like this lost place and it was a completely helpless place where nobody could reach you you know and and in that place 
for whatever reason, when you, when you brought it back to your own personal experience, I suddenly saw you as a little girl. Like my, my image of you was that you were in a completely dark, dark place. Like just, it was just dark and that you were trying to reach out, trying to like scream out to somebody, anyone who could help you and knowing that no one was going to come. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I saw that in my mind, I immediately flashed to, I actually started to cry because I, I just saw you in that place because you were so deeply in inside of yourself, like feeling that place. I could then feel you. And, and then I saw the image that you were seeing of the woman on the motorcycle reaching out her hand and I saw the helplessness in her eyes. And then I saw the helplessness in the dog. And I like, I put all three together and I, I just was crying. And then you started to cry because you could feel that I was feeling you. And then you asked me, why are you crying? And I said, because I can see what you can see, what you see, you know? And it just really like, like I saw it. I saw you, I saw the girl, I saw the dog. I saw like, it was just like, this is, it was, it's all connected, you know, and I could feel how helpless, like how helpless you felt and what those, what, what you saw in those, in, in, in the dog and the girl and the, in the images, and you could feel the helplessness of your people, you know, and in, in that, in that very, uh, horrific way, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gosh. I, it's like, um, I, right before you told the story, I, I could feel I was forgetting. I was like, I don't remember. And then, and then, cause there's a place where I went completely dead. Like I gave up on reaching you, you know, I was like, and the, the place where I, just felt the despair of I'm never going to reach Angela. That's the moment when you felt me. That's what it felt like. And then you started, you can't, you started crying like you did just now, you know, and then you started screaming, you know, like you started screaming and you brought me back to life. What was I screaming? I don't remember. You were screaming you were feeling the thing I was feeling. You were like feeling the thing that I was feeling under my deadness. Yeah, I think I was feeling the helplessness. Mm-hmm. Where are you at now, Jana? Because it, it the anti-Semitism from my point of view is all over the place and it seems like the sides have been drawn and people are revealing themselves and the radical left has attached themselves to the cause, the Palestinian cause. It's hard to know if they even know about the conflict. They're just sort of emotionally resonating with uh, the people who are apparently, you know, the oppressed. That's their story. And, um, it seems to have given them license to 
scream about the Jews. Uh, it's a little scary. I, you know, when it first happened, I was like, okay. But then over the next, you know, couple of weeks, it felt like the mask came off. And then all these protests all over the world, tens of thousands of people in, in London, never mind what was going on in Egypt and other places in the, you know, in the Middle East, but places like London and Rome and, and then even Toronto. I don't know if there was big protests, but people are that that had to be that that did something to me. Uh how how is that to see all that? Honestly, I I don't know where to be in myself. Like I I I'm like, am I like the first place I go is the place I've always been in, which is maybe is it denial is it like oh this is going to blow over this isn't a big deal like it's just a moment i'm just being honest you know it's maybe i sound insane but like i just completely this isn't happening in my world like this isn't going to affect me this isn't that's what i that's where I go, and, you know, which is why that moment when I was in the dance event and a hundred people stood up and faced Gaza, you know, it wasn't like, let's, let's say, um, let's say a prayer or whatever, feel our hearts for the suffering in the Middle East and all the suffering around the world. You know, it was just Gaza. And, and I suddenly felt this disorientation, like I'm among all my friends, you know, this is my community. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? Am I, am I crazy? Am I the crazy one? Or all these like people that see like, yeah, there's some place where I don't want to let it affect me. You know? Like, I don't want to be afraid. And I don't want to believe. I don't know. But does it, it, it does affect you. I mean, it did in that dance thing. I started bawling, you know? I wanted to like go and like rip the microphone out of the organizer's hand. And I felt cowardly because I didn't do it. And say what? Gaza. I, I wanted to say, and Israel. That's what I wanted to say. Gaza and Israel. Like that. They don't care, man. It's it's amazing to watch them rationalize it. The atrocity that got, that Hamas committed. They're just they're just they just skate over it. Well, you know that's it. Feels to me they're saying, well, that's what happens. Mm -hmm. That's what you can expect. I mean, I've heard that a bunch. You know, no apology, no acknowledgement. They hate the fucking Jews, man. Hardcore. It's real. I mean, right? I, I mean, I don't know. It's, that's what it seems like to me. Maybe it's all just to just it's a scapegoat. I mean, they, Jews. They, have, who's they? The people scream and kill the Jews. Mm -hmm. And Israel, and people supporting that, or at least tolerating that, <sighs> not acknowledging the complexity of it. It's one side. I mean, I see it all over the place. 
I see it with people that I that I follow. Not, not friends of mine, really, but um, people that I follow that I, you know, there's a lot of spiritual teacher people on Instagram that I follow and that I uh, maybe know peripherally. And uh, yeah, they're coming hard with it. One one guy in particular, he's he's Palestinian, and he, I mean, for him, it's a, it's it's Zionism. I'm, I don't I don't hate Jews. I love Jews. It's Zionism, and Zionism is evil. Uh, they're the puppet masters of the world. They uh, they don't care about anything other than. Uh, power and and control and money and uh this is all they don't you know they're they're going to benefit from this war financially uh they're going to upset the the world order and uh it just it means more control for them and in their mind those people are the, the zionists I, I don't know if they're ex i guess they're exclusively jewish and they point to, you know, all the cast of characters. It's interesting that Kanye started with this. I mean, it is interesting. Kanye came hard six, eight months ago. And I guess that's the thing I am curious about. What There is something hidden with Jewish people. Mm -hmm. And people feel it and they don't like it. What is it? What do you think it is? Well, you can't talk about the Jews. Mm -hmm. You know, Marlon Brando said in an offhanded way, like with, you know, of the Jews run Hollywood and he got annihilated for it. I, w I watched the interview. There was there was nothing uh, negative in how he was saying it. He, he almost said it with admiration. Like he he loves the Jews, oh, you know, but he got he had to apologize. It was a whole thing. And I think that makes people feel suspicious. Why can't we acknowledge that? so many of the the big bankers are jewish or the media companies are all run by jewish people what what if we say that uh we get called anti-semitic and people come after us why why can't we name that and i, I think that's legitimate i think that's a, a a legitimate thing um why can't they say that and it but it creates a feeling in people of suspicion and only confirms their their beliefs about the conspiracy Mm -hmm. I, I here's the thing i don't know i don't well, know you're, you're it's interesting because you're saying two different things like you're shocked by the level of hatred and like the freedom with which people are saying kill the jews rid the world of the jews throw the jews in the garbage like i saw this instagram like i'm just like it's so weird that people are doing that like why yeah. would why you know and then on the other hand it's like two opposite tensions. Like you can't speak about the Jews, but then because the Jews, if you speak the Jewish perspective is um, anything, any, any, if you draw attention to the thing that everybody notices, mm -hmm. you're just going to fuel more like hatred. But it, but it has the opposite effect. That's the problem. Right. It has the exact opposite effect. And, and that that's where I'm, I'm just curious about it. Listen, if the Jews run the world, I don't give a shit. Good for them. They figured it out. That's how I feel. And if you think about the fact, when you read a little bit about how the Jews have been persecuted throughout history, I mean, I just went down the rabbit hole of all those, what are they called? Pogroms that went on in Ukraine and Russia. 
Yeah. I mean, it was the Hamas attack all the time. It was constant shit like that. And then you think, well, I'm going to defend myself. The best way I, I'm I'm going to defend myself is I'm going to acquire uh, money and power, and that's going to protect me. That's a good strategy, and I'm going to control things. I get it. I, I don't know if that's what's going on. I, I don't know anything, but I'm just saying it's not unreasonable to me. I don't have a judgment about it, I guess, is the thing. I don't understand why this area of the world, I mean, I do understand it's biblical, you know, right. like in any in any of the Judeo-Christian world, you know, but this little area, it's like a war happens in Israel, like and the whole world gets cares so much. Like, why does everybody get so involved in this? There's there's, you know, like it feels like it's it feels more significant than Ukraine and Russia. Yeah. People, why? Why? Is it is biblical? It, it is biblical. It's biblical. Apparently yeah. there's in Ecclesiasticus, I have a client who's was telling me this, that they predicted a great war uh, that in the Middle East against Israel and that uh, what is now Russia, it had another name obviously back then, but that area of the world was going to get involved, but Israel was going to win. <clears throat> but then that after that, the Antichrist came. I don't know if they came out of Israel. I'm just saying, like, it, apparently Israel in Ecclesiastic is going to win this war. And then there's another, the Antichrist comes, and then there's there's more after hey, that. No, you're but... talking about, you're talking about um, the, you know, Jesus coming back. You know, yeah. Jesus is going to come back. The Jews are going to get killed or they're going to get converted to Christianity. Mm -hmm. And um, that it's, this is, this is what's like destined to happen. So right. the Christian have to if you believe if you're believing if you're following the bible literally you have to support israel right because that's the thing that's or that's foretold you know the that's how that's jesus is going to return and it's connected to that battle that's going to happen in israel wow that's so crazy <laughs> who made this video game the rapture you know, isn't it? Isn't it the rapture? You're talking about Ecclesiastes in the New Testament, right? That's mm -hmm. what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know much about the Bible in that way. But Jana knows so much. Jana, Jana, do you know Jana studied religious studies? Yes, of course I know. Yeah, we talked about it. And, the, you know, the whole story of Abraham, the two sons and, you know, Islam and Judaism and, mm -hmm. you know, they got to. They got to go to war. I mean, I feel that it is a holy war, and uh, I think I think that's real. I think there's you know been holy wars throughout time, and uh, I I feel the energy of that. What is a holy war? What is that? My religion mean? against yours, my God against yours. Like you know, it has to be resolved. Hmm. My version of of God versus yours, and here we go, and and God. We'll know who's going to win because God is on our side. And the the winner of that war is proof that we have the true God. That side has the true God. I mean, I, I can feel it in me, right? Just even saying that, I'm like, I can't, like, let's do this. Like, let's get down. Like, I can't wait. It's like the Super Bowl. Let's get it on. Let's see well, who the champ is. This is why I have a beef with the peaceniks, you know, because I'm exactly. like, look around, people. 
Like, look at all the movies you're consuming, all the sports that you watch. Like, the bloodlust for war is baked into our DNA. Every single toddler on the planet, watch them pulling each other's hair, grabbing each other's toys, beating each other senseless. Like, you are not, like, your denial of your bloodthirstiness is fails to convince me. Well, but the beatniks are, are pro-Palestine. Aren't they? Are they actually about peace, or they're they've all converted? I mean, I think most of these well, they people they just want a ceasefire. It's like ceasefire, you know. They want a ceasefire. Yeah, they want a ceasefire. Ceasefire hmm. now, you know. I mean, I don't know. It sounds good, but it's like okay. It feels like it's got to play out. Mm-hmm. It feels like there's biblical forces spiritual forces planetary forces i don't know something that uh it, that are at work and uh it's just gotta it's gotta it's gotta play out there's there's no way around i feel that's the energy i feel it's just like it's now and there's going to be a new world order on the other side of this and it's going to be brutal and ugly and lots of people are going to die and and you know i know understand people are upset and it's horrific obviously but it, it, it nothing it's nothing new it's nothing new i mean armenia they you know 1915 genocide million people i mean just rwanda 800,000 40,000 and 40 million in russia 30 million in china and it, it, you know in the 20th century i mean we're genociding all over the place and it, it, I mean, okay, you could say it, you could say it's wrong. It is wrong, but this is what we do over and over again. I don't know how you get out of that. If you take the judgment off it, what are you left with? This is what the world is. And, and I think there's forces beyond our control. You don't really have free will in this place. And uh, just got to feel it. But it's hard to live in the world like feeling that. We don't want to feel it. But I think that's what it is. I mean, I don't know. As Again, as a man, it's just there's something that wakes up inside me when there's a war, a fight, that I feel the, the, the righteousness, the sacredness almost. Like there's some call that's beyond me. That's, it's beyond my trauma or acting out of my lower self. It's something much deeper. Well, and, and I, I don't think I we can saying, get around that. I was saying that, that, uh, in the last podcast that we recorded, um, you had that Jana, you had that impulse too. You said uh, like you wanted to fight in the, in a war, like you wanted to be in the army and. Yeah. Part of me wishes I could go over there and participate. You know, and and I also feel I'm like, what am I even talking about? I have it so cushy here. I don't even know what that is. I'm sure I would come running back in two seconds. But there's a there's an aliveness to being in the middle of it, to fighting for something. And then over here, the Jews, they scroll, they doom scroll on social media and they are they, you know, fight with each other. You know what I mean? Like there's like an impotence. Yeah. How's Dave? What's his take? Your husband. Dave is like, 
consumed. I mean, is he I upset? Said, is he angry? Is he? Beginning. Um, there's a way Dave is just like trying to get to the bottom of something he's never going to get to the bottom of, you know, and he's just obsessed, obsessed with watching coverage, Al Jazeera, Fox, like CNN, like just constantly trying mm. to put something together. Trying that, to work that, that, that's not the place to find it. Yeah. Well, yeah. But maybe there's a way he gets, yeah, he gets very animated. Mm. You know, it wakes something up in him, I think. Mm -hmm. And I notice when he starts talking about war, and we were talking yesterday morning, I said to him, you should come on the podcast. Like, I was like, I felt so attracted to him, you know, like he was, he started, I wish I remembered what he was saying, but it was like, there was something he was seeing that was, I really felt him like in himself, you know, like as a man, it, like as an adult, uh, there was just, there was something like a, that clicked into place for him. And I just wanted more of it. I was really into it. What what was he seeing? Is it? I mean, I think the thing I remember him saying is "war is love." Is it? Did you say that, or is that my husband who said that? I said "war is God," but I didn't yeah. say that. I he said "war is love." Mm. Yeah, I could see that. And that's I don't know. I mean, people listening don't know my husband, but that is not. That's not his style. You know, he's such a peaceful guy, at least on the outside, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it, that's right. Like if somebody comes and attacks your home, calling, you know, like going to war is, is yeah. your life. That's correct. You know, the, the one time, you know, I've, I feel like I've been called to go to war in my life is when, I got kicked out of my dance community by social justice lunacy that was like telling me I had to, um, you know, think and say and believe certain things in order to participate in this community I've been in for years. And I felt the place where I could just like walk away and hate them or I could fight, you know, and I like put together a war room, you know, an attack list. I just was like, like let's fucking throw down this is war like i am going like it's you know it's either there are forces that are going to take this community down or i'm going to win and i'm going to mm -hmm. fight to win and you won and i won that's right like i completely completely won you got mm -hmm. smarter than because you're a jew <laughs> that's <so interesting. laughs> nice see he has a joke in perfect what? Well, is that why is perfect that a joke timing. no it's just is that a joke? I don't think it is a joke. I mean, I understand We're both it's a laughing, joke, but so maybe it was a bit of a joke. <clears throat> well, the Jews are superior. There's no question about it. This is not a joke. And I saw Ann Rand old uh, clip from the Don Phil Donahue show, and they somebody asked her about the conflict. This must have been back in the early '80s, and she said, "Well, I don't know what's going on. It's impossible to understand. But will, I'll tell you this: the Jews they've contributed so much to the culture, to the world." you know, music, art, science, literature. 
inventions. They're incredible. What the hell have the Palestinians done? Nothing. That was her take. So she was siding with the Jews. And there's something to that. I hate this. I hate to say it. You love to say it. Well, no, I don't. <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, don't get genocided. Don't be weak. Like, what's going on over there? Like, get your shit together. It's not somebody else's fault. I mean, these spiritual people who are all about, you know, don't be a victim. It's like, then they're jumping on board this and they're, all they're doing is saying the Palestinians are victims. Now, I know the Jews, nobody plays the victim better than the Jews, which is their card, which is another thing that drives people nuts. It's like they play the victim, but you run the fucking world. You have everything, right? I get it from that point of view. Fuck you. They're resentful, but too bad. You know, it's a tactic. I get it. We all play the victim. But the thing is, the Jews got a right to play the victim. When you look at what happened to them, and I guess it is biblical, right? You're the chosen people, and you're you're persecuted. You don't have one without the other, so that's the deal, right? I mean, isn't that yeah. what it is? There's no way out of that. You're going to be persecuted, and you guys are on top. Do you agree with that, Jenna? I don't. I'm feeling so much pleasure right now. I don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, I feel the truth, but I also feel the, like, we win. We win. <laughs> this is winning, you know? Like, there's something, there's, like, a lower self. I don't know. I don't know. I feel, ugh, like, like, like a giddiness, you know? Like, when Dave, when Dave talks, that feels a little crazy. <clears throat> Well, if you take the point of view that it, it's just the whole world is a game of thrones and it's just about power and control and we're all playing that game. We're all playing status games on some level that everything we're doing is somehow some attempt to gain more status and power. It's an evolutionary force, right? We want to be high up on the pecking order because it gives us more access to uh, high quality mates and our, our will survive. I mean, it's just nature. And if that's what we're doing, then how can you don't hate the player, hate the game. Mm -hmm. Right. But this is the game that you were born into. And, and the, the people like I feel like the people on the left, the radical leftists is what I'm talking about, is the game they're playing is they're trying to gain status and power through um, constantly screaming that they're a victim, that the, the whites or the Jews are oppressing them and uh, they need to. You know, we need to enact laws to make it more fair, but it, 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 using morality and this idea of fairness, it's really underneath it. They're just, it's just a play for power. That's all it is. And at the end of the day, the most powerful, you, there's no other thing you can do there because ultimately push comes to shove and they have to go to violence because people don't give up power. These people who are like, oh, I'm going to give my job. I'm a white person. I'm going to give my job to a person of color. That's just a power play. It's just virtue signaling. It's just, it's, it's a way to gain status. There's no way out of that game. That's the game that we're all playing. We're not conscious that that's the game we're playing because we play it better when it's unconscious. Well, here's mm -hmm. why the Jews play it the best of anyone, because we have the power and we're the victims at the same time. Yeah. We it's masterful, masterful. Got to respect it.
You're and you like got the just... you got the white Christians fucking just sending your arms, mm -hmm. right? Having your back. It's unbelievable. Got to respect it. That's what I say. How can you not respect the Jewish people? Mm -hmm. There's this other thing that keeps coming that to me, and I'll just say it. I'm also Egyptian. Right. What does that mean? It just means... I don't know if I was just Egyptian. I don't, it's like, what would I have? <laughs> this is so bad. The direction I, I feel like I'm, I'm like, I would just have. How would I get power if I was just Egyptian? Like, I feel like this thing with being Jewish is, you know, there's power have to show off your ass more. Right. That's what I, I think. I mean, your ass, you already do show off your ass quite a bit. I but try. I just, yeah, just probably a little more <laughs> to like compensate me. for uh, That's true. not, not like being Angela. Jewish. Please. Angela shows off her ass the most. I know. It's unbelievable. Check out What's her latest on? Instagram. I, I, I saw you. that. I told you I was coming out. She's coming out with her ass. She calls me the other day. I watched her Instagram video and I'd like had a reaction. Okay, it's for those of you who haven't seen it, Angela is painting and it looks like it's supposed to be a video about her painting, but it's really just a video of her ass the whole time. Her legs. <laughs> her legs yeah. and her ass. Mm -hmm. And and I had I was like, Well, you know, like what is going on? You know, and I had judgments, you know, like you're too old for this, you know, like you should not be doing, you know, wearing those shorts at 54, you know? Um and then she asked me what I thought. So I had to tell her everything, which was really fun. Hmm. I was thrilled. She doesn't care. Yeah, well, I'm, the fact that I don't care at this point is what's thrilling. Right. right. You're making up for lost time. Exactly. Yes. Good for you. Thank you. So you wouldn't want to just be Egyptian and not be Jewish because you'd have no power, is what you're saying. Basically. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it is I interesting. Yeah. Go ahead. It's interesting to hear you say that, Jana, because then when I think about it for myself and then I, it's like, and I hear China's taking over, there is a, there's something in me, I, and I wasn't aware of it until just this moment, that's like, I'm glad I'm Chinese. You know, there is a part of me that feels that, you know, it's like, even though I don't necessarily align with China, I would not, you know, I mean, my parents are from there, but I'm not from there. It, it's just something. It's like it, the fact that there's power associated with that. It, it, it does something, you know. They, um, uh, China is the. Are you there, Dave? You're frozen. Mm -hmm. Oh, there you are. I'm frozen? Yeah. Mm. Would you say, uh, I love China? China is the best in Chinese for us. Uh, I mean, this is the thing that you learn with the first thing that you learn in Chinese school. Uh, what What's is that? that? I am Chinese. Uh, Chinese people love China. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first sentence I learned in really? Chinese school. Uh-huh. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's the, so brazenly 
nationalistic. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's great. Why not? Do do you feel like you're better than us, Jana, as a Jew? Be honest. I mean, I feel like I'm better than you, Dave, but I'm not sure mm. about Angela because she's really Chinese. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? <clears throat> Don't make me give a speech about white white people. I feel like you guys are on the bottom right now. Like the I'm bottom, not bottom, sure dude. So what are you good. talking about? We're the conquerors. Well, you know, she's she's not fuck everything up. Roman Empire. Those are white people. They're Italians, but they're white. Okay. America and the Roman Empire. The white people are on the top. We're the best. You know why? We got the muscle. We're tough. And we're the meanest. We're the meanest. Okay, fine. We're cruel. You want to fucking go to war with white people? Do you? I had a guy who played football and he said this. All the black people, all the Latino people, they're all afraid of white people. They're just like, the white people are fucking crazy. And that's true. I mean, go to a hockey game. You can see a bunch of white Canadians out there. You're just like, what the fuck? Fighting each other. They love it. Okay. okay but you just asked Jana if, if she thinks that the Jews are, she's better than us because she's Jewish. And now better than me. Not better than you because you're Chinese. <laughs> well, what? You know why? Because I got a comeback. I got a rebuttal to this. Oh. You guys may be the craziest and the meanest, but the Chinese and the Jews were the smartest. Oh, mm. you guys are dumb. Dumb? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> America, baby. That's us. America. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm just going with this. You just but- guys, you just yeah. guys, you just guys sneak in the side and then take over the banking system while we do all the hard fucking work. Okay, that's right. I get you're that's smart, right. but you're you're just you're skating on our coattails, Jewy. We're telling you what to do, Whitey. <laughs> you work for us, buddy. <laughs> Cracker. <laughs> Cracker. Wow. wow. And then we got the Chinese, who are first of all they look they're 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 they have this special skin that makes them look younger than everyone forever. We age so much faster than them. It's ridiculous. Well, black people got that, that wrapped up though. Well, yeah. But, but mm-hmm. the, the Asians are the hardest workers. They're, they're crushing like all of the academics, you know, like, mm-hmm. and you know, it looks like China's going to be the new boss of the world. Maybe mm-hmm. is that, is that what's going to happen? Yeah. I mean, when you say like me, I've seen some mean Chinese people, you know? Yeah. So, Chinese are mean. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, we're all mean. Everybody's mean. Everybody's dark. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe in this context, you'd have to say that that black people are actually the best. <clears throat> How do you figure? I think, um, I'll tell you why. Because on a, whenever I used to, I used to hike Runyon Canyon all the time and you'd see a lot of professional athletes there. Sometimes you'd see baseball pitchers and, but you'd see these uh, pro football players, these black guys, you know, six foot four, just like a wall and so handsome. And I'm telling you, you feel like as they walk by, you want to turn around and walk behind them. You're like, mm. I will follow you, King. 
Mm-hmm. I've never yeah. been more in awe yeah. of another human being than I have of black professional athletes. I understand not all black people are professional athletes. And I understand that that's a whole trope, but I'm just telling you. Yeah, it's I used to go to basketball camps and I you just couldn't you were in awe just the way they were, the way they moved their bodies, the way they talked like they they were. They're beautiful. This is unbelievably beautiful Mm -hmm. and soulful. So for me, blacks are on top. I understand. I guess they're on the bottom. But for me, if you were to ask me, I always wanted to be black growing up. I thought black people were the cool. How can you not think they're the fucking mm-hmm. coolest? Mm-hmm. I, I got to say something about this because mm-hmm. it's not just the black professional athletes that are like kings because I do this dance called Kizomba. This is my new thing. It's this Angolan dance that I'm constantly doing. I'm with all these black people mm. and they, the the kingship and the queenship, this is baked into the culture. It's like, I'm constantly being told to walk like a queen, look like a queen. I'm a queen. Like, I'm not, I'm a Jew. Like, we're not used to being like embodying like the way I'm supposed to move my hips and the way I'm supposed to stand and the dignity, you know, and they, they are, there's a kingly, there's like a quality, a regal quality. They're all, they're not professional athletes. They, there's a, there's something I'm so attracted to you know, that is, um, I don't know. It's like what you're talking about, Dave. It's soulful, it's confident, it's alive, it's sexual, it's, it's king and queen energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's not, I, yeah, go ahead. You know, in my, in my friend group in LA, you know, we have, we have the Asians, we have the Jews, we have the whites, and then, you know, like we're all, we're all at this party and having a good time. And, and then Hanifa walks in and as soon as Hanifa walks in, it's like, you know, who the queen is. It's just, it's just what it is. You know, it's like, yeah. like doesn't matter that she's the youngest. Doesn't matter that, you know, it's just it's how she walks in. It's how, like how she holds herself. It's, it's in her blood, you know, it's, it's like. It's just right there. She's the queen. We can't get around it. Yeah. Yeah. I never understood. I guess I've never felt my, I'm sure, I guess, I I mean, I understand my brain is racist. It categorizes. It can't not. It's how our brains work. But I've never, I never understood all this white fragility. I I mean, I'm sure that exists. I know that people are actually racist, but I just, I mean, I, I hated this the, the narrative over the last 10 years because I love the differences in people. I like that the the Jews are different than blacks and whites and and that we're on some level biologically, I mean, we're obviously biologically the same, but there's there's differences. and mm-hmm. and some of that I understand is is uh, conditioning and 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 all of that. But I just didn't understand why. We wouldn't celebrate that. I think that's the the way to go because you're not going to get around it. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it and the, the the dialogue over the last ten it just made me feel very very sad and it, it obviously it's made racism worse, especially in the United States. It was used as a tactic, a political tactic. I mean, black people are way worse off now in the United States 
than they were before Black Lives Matter came on the scene. Like there's a, and now I, I, when I see a black person, well, it's, it's less now, but like in the midst of all of that, I'd kind of like, maybe I shouldn't look at them. I don't want to, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All of a sudden I'm uncomfortable around black people. And then I'm thinking, well, they're going to interpret that potentially that I'm racist against black people. And so the whole thing just got exacerbated. And I think there's something dark in that. And uh, I think the Jews are behind it. Dave, you really, really got the zingers. It's I don't like, know that. I'm just, I'm just, coming I'm, and then just come I'm, in. <laughs> I'm, I don't know that, but that's what people say. Oh yeah, that the Jews are behind it. Yeah, the Jews are behind everything. Right. Seems a little. I mean, the Jews are smart, but not that smart. Seems a well, little stated, well, you know, that they're seems. They're but power- let's make let me make the argument, okay? Because this is this is the other thing. The, I mean, I understand the Jews have Israel, but the Jews that that's you know, nineteen forty seven, right? Yeah. So traditionally, they haven't had a nation state, so they're not actually. I mean, you tell me, are you beholden? You're you're, you're more Jewish than you are Canadian, definitely. Right. So you're beholden to. And I mean, I think uh, Islam is the same, <clears throat> but that creates a little bit of a of a difference. So you're 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 not operating like a lot of people are on my country versus your country. You're all over the place. So th- there's no loyalty to nation. The same, you're more loyal to to the clan, mm-hmm. and so if you're not loyal to a nation, you you you're not going to be as concerned if that. You're you're taking actions that are in the best interests of that nation. You're going to take actions that are in the best interests of your people, which is different. Which kind of comes counter to what I think most Americans would feel, or or Mexicans, or or Russians. It's like that's why apparently the Russian people love Putin because they feel like he loves Russia, mm. and he stands up for Russia, and um. He's trying to help Russia. That's the, that's the identity. It's not. I mean, I understand there's a lot of Orthodox Christians in Russia, but they're Russian, right? And so I think that, that you know what I mean. It, it, this, oh, you're on something for sure, yeah. for sure. Because I imagine if you live in a country like you're French, you live in France. You're you might be Christian, or you might be I don't know, like, but your your main thing is you're French. But yeah. if you're Jewish and you live in France, your main thing is that you're Jewish yeah. and you're French. Yeah. And that's going to create something. It's like they're not – the Jews aren't with us like the same that's way. Right. They're with that's each right. other. So they're with each the, other. There's a separation that people can feel that I think you just put your finger on um, that's true. Mm-hmm. Because why is that? It's to do with the fact that we haven't had a nation. Why is I don't know. that? I don't know. But that's what it is. I guess it, that you haven't had a nation. Did everybody get bumped off? I think so. I'm back. You got me? Yeah. yeah. I guess it's me. I don't know. No, it was, it was all of us. What happened? It was the you, you haven't had a nation situation and then? Well, I was... I, I'm. Were you saying something, Dave? No. Oh, I was going to say, like, I'm still back with the fact that you are more 
Jewish than you are Canadian. I didn't know that until oh, just now. A hundred percent. I don't think you it, know, it, Angela. It, no, it's weird. It's a little weird. And I'm a little disturbed that I don't know that. It, and it does something to me. Really? It, yeah. What does it do to you? I'm not exactly sure, so it, but it definitely, it suddenly feels like a, a kind of separation. Right. I think this is how people feel with the Jews, maybe. Yeah. You're not loyal. You're, I mean, you're loyal to your people, but you're not loyal to the nation, but you're in the nation. So it's like, it, yeah, it does create a separation, you, it, which is fine. Again, well, it's, there's it, a history it, of getting booted out of the nation. Right. You know, well, exactly. I mean, all of it is understandable. Like when you when you look at the history, it's like, of course, of course, they're going to be loyal to their people. Mm -hmm. Again, know, I don't have any judgment over up. anything. Yeah, my dad, my dad, the reason I live here, I mean, well, I mean, the reason I exist, I, you know, is because um, the King Farouk nationalized the Jewish businesses in Egypt. And my grandfather and all his seven children had to leave the country that they'd all been in. Like for generations, my family was Egyptian, you know, and moved to Montreal because they spoke French there, you know, which is where my father met my mother. But it's like this thing about getting kicked out of places is very deep in the Jewish identity. And so it's not even taught to us explicitly, but it's like, yeah, you're Jewish before you're anything because, you know, you're not going to necessarily like you may, you may have an allegiance to a country, but that country will not have an allegiance to you. Right. Which is true. I guess in America, it feels like we're pretty down with the Jews, obviously. I mean, I, I don't feel like Canada's ever going to turn against me because I'm no, Jewish. No, you're fine. You know? fine. Like I, I, but it's interesting that Angela, who knows me so well, like has this experience of disorientation. Like, what do you mean you're Jewish before you're Canadian? It's like, absolutely I am. You don't present that way. I mean, you talk about Canada all the time. You talk about Toronto. You talk, you know, just it's. Yeah. yeah. It's true. It's, it's more hidden. There are plenty of Jews that do talk that way, though. I'm just not one of them. Right. Hmm. How are we doing, guys? Good. How you feel? You enjoying this? Very much, surprisingly. Angela? Great. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Oh, it's good. It's good. <clears throat> Is there anything more that you want to say, Dave, that you, you know, <laughs> you know, you, you um, have hesitation to talk about the Jews? Are you holding back anything? No, I, I think I said it all. I mean, I, listen, I, we, you know, the fact that we can't talk about the Jews, that, that just, it, it again, I want to make this clear. I don't have a judgment about anything. I'm, I'm, I understand the world as it is and I accept it. So if somebody, if there is a Jewish conspiracy, my feeling is, well, good for them. 
they figured it out. Like, this is how the world fucking works. Like, I'm not going to be resentful about it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend my time screaming at the elites. I mean, I have, but I, I realize now that it's, it's useless. There's no point. It doesn't, it doesn't get me anything, whoever those elites happen to be. So, but I, I, I do think, I think a lot gets projected onto Jewish people because they are successful and people are resentful and uh, they should take responsibility for their lives. And it, you know, it, it, life's not fair. And, uh, I know, and I know it's easy for me to say I'm a white man and all that stuff, and I'm, I'm quote, you know, privileged. I get it, but there's something stark about the world, and I think we just have to accept it because I think that's the reason why is I think that's where the freedom lies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, accept what you accept your lot, and then fucking go for it. Exactly. Exactly. And getting stuck in in cynicism and bitterness, it's just not. It doesn't work. And so all I, I I can't support that. And that's I guess fundamentally that that is what. I, listen, I understand. I do understand that the issue is complicated. And it's not that I think Israel hasn't done bad things. I think they've done very bad things. I think Netanyahu is a fucking he's a little maniacal he's right wing and but then you know then you can kind of understand at a certain point it's i think people don't want to feel this place where you, you have to take it all the way at a certain point you just have to take things all the way and you know i was watching uh the fog of war the other night which is this documentary about robert mcnamara who was the secretary of state under Kennedy and then under Johnson. So all during Vietnam, he also fought in world war II. fascinating guy, but you know, he was responsible for so many fucking people dying. Um, the fire bombs of Japan, people don't realize this. It killed way more people than the nuclear bomb. And it was just, unnecessary and they just it was just an act of pure fucking dominance and we don't talk about it we don't think about it because the usa won the war and that's it and then the rest of the world conformed around that and there's i guess yeah there's no way there's no way out of that and i think fighting against it is it's and and also just to Like all of that is in me. I could be in Hamas, no problem. If I was in that situation, I could go full Hamas. I could chop the heads off babies, no problem. Mm-hmm. And I could fucking firebomb Gaza nonstop. Like fuck you. You want to? You want to? You want to play? We're gonna show you. Well, civilians. Well, then you shouldn't have fucking attacked us. This is what it is. Like I can feel all of that energy inside me. So in some way, I'm sympathetic to all of it. And again, I think that's just what has to happen. It's it's like two two alphas, gorillas or wolves. They fight to the death to see who's going to run the pack. That's just how nature works. And one of them's alive and one of them's dead. And then the one who's alive leads the pack until the next generation. 
and nobody's upset about it. It's just how it goes. This is why you have to have. Uh, I mean, why, why did those fucking Israelis all have guns, man? Can you imagine Hamas rolling into Texas? It's not going to go well for them. Mm-hmm. You're going to knock on somebody's door. They're going to get blasted. They're not coming because of that. And we don't want to think that <clears throat> that kind of uh, terrorism or chaos because we haven't experienced. But it's right around the corner all the time. You know the the. the uh, Supply lines go down. We're three days without food. Supermarkets close down. You're going to find out what's up real fucking quick. And it, so that's that's how I feel about it. And I, I like it. I'm excited about it. Um, because it puts me in touch with something real. Um, and it, it, it brings me closer to God. It brings me closer to the truth of my humanity. Closer to the truth of of human nature. And I like that. And it makes me realize I've been living in a, a delusion and I've been self-obsessed, you know, with getting what I want. And you just feel how fucking ridiculous all that is when you're actually faced with a crisis. Not that I'm personally uh, having any problems, but you know, it's the world is, I think about to be at war and I think we are going to have problems in the United States. I think there there is going to be terrorist attack here. And I think there's going to be some kind of, so it, I mean, it's got to come to a head here. It's got to come to a head between these uh, radical leftists. And, you know, I'm hoping that the hillbillies from Texas and uh, Tennessee and Alabama and interior Oregon are going to like rise up and fucking, but that's what it, that's what it has to be. There's no way out of it. You're not going to talk through this. People are deranged right now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, uh, end this war, peace. I, I get it. I want peace, but sometimes you got to go, go to war for peace. And there is no peace without war. Mm-hmm. You have yep. to have the polarity. And there's, I said it in the last podcast, there's beauty in it. I mean, as you said, I mean, we're watching violent movies about war all the fucking time. We love it. We love violence. We're watching these videos nonstop of the atrocities that got committed. We're just we're addicted to it. It does something to us. So mm-hmm. that's where I, I am with all this. Um. Before we stop, I don't want to leave you alone as the only baby murderer in the group. Um, because <gasps> Angela and I had this conversation about like, and I was saying to her, like, genuinely, like, I can't feel the place in me that would want to kill a baby, you know, that would want to chop the head off a baby, you know? And it's like, we're sitting there, we're having our smoothies, two girls at lunch, and she's getting so disturbed. Mm-hmm that I cannot feel the part of me that would kill a baby. Okay. And, 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 um, and then I found it. I was like, I'd kill my own children. That's who I would kill. <laughs> you know, like I, yeah. I, I wanted to kill my kids when they were babies, you know, mm-hmm. those are the babies, you know, and I talked to Dave about it and he's like, I could never kill my, my babies, but I could kill other people's babies. And I was like, wow. <laughs> you <laughs> uh-huh. 
God. Yeah. Why I I've I have a can I say this? <clears throat> I uh I've heard stories. Rich and uh, powerful people, firsthand stories, um, extremely rich, uh, where they, if they get screwed on a deal, their mindset becomes, I am going to take away everything that person has. I'm going to steal food out of their children's mouths. Mm. These are businessmen. Mm. Mm -hmm. And that instinct is inside them. And, mm -hmm. and I... <laughs> It's real. Mm -hmm. It's dark. I mean, that's what apes do. The new alpha goes and kills all the children that are not his. Mm -hmm. Grizzly bears will uh, eat uh, little baby grizzly bears that are uh, not his. It's just pure alpha dominance. It's how nature works. And, and that's in us. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was... Ferd and I were in Greece and the riots were breaking out and they were throwing those cocktail bombs at the hotel that we were staying at. And so we had to, you know, like there was, there was a fire like at the, in the lobby and the, you know, the smoke was coming up. So we had to like, we, we all had to go to the roof. And I remember this feeling that, and I'm so grateful that Ferd has it too, where it was like, I went into a different part of myself and the part of myself that I went into was I'm going to survive. Like it was just, it, it's just a, it was just instinctual. Like I know, I know what I have to do. I got very quiet, very calm. And it was like, this, here, here are the steps that need to happen. And when you guys are talking, it's just like, it's just survival. You know, when, when you're in that place, you have to go into a certain place in yourself in order to survive. And so we, we, you know, in our generation, I don't think we've ever really had to do that in some kind of real way. But what I hear you saying, Dave, you know, constantly, it's like consistently is that we have, we're, we're getting prepared to go into that part of ourselves. Like if you want to, if you want to live through this. Yeah. Uh, and you can't, you can only trust God right now. You can't you can't trust your leaders, especially in the West. The West is falling, empire in decline. So the people on the top are just they're gonna they're gonna ride it out. They're gonna and, and I understand if I was in that position, I'd be doing the exact same thing. I'd be taking what I can, accumulating what I can, knowing that this whole thing is gonna is coming crumbling down. Take care of me and my family. And that's what they're doing. And we have to be aware of that. And so you got to take care of you and your family. Mm -hmm. And you have to, you know, it's, it's like a, it, it, in Texas people, like there's groups of people, there's men. I know some that they have a, a group of guys and they, um, they have, you know, food and land and guns and and they have emergency plans if shit goes down they're all like in a clan together but they've got it all planned out just in case mm -hmm. <clears throat> and you know it sounds crazy these preppers and all of that but it, you know when i feel into it that feels really good it's like nice to know like i'm safe and i have people i have a community and and we're prepared you know mm -hmm.
Yeah, Dave wants to be a prepper. He's he's going to get a gun. Can he get a gun in Canada? How does that work? Learn. He's he wants to shoot a gun. This is the new. The... You can't have a pistol in Canada. You can only have what can you have a, a shotgun? That'll that'll do you. Yeah, I mean, and we have friends who are like hardcore preppers. You know, so mm -hmm. I think he does. He finds it exciting. It is exciting. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a friend who's prepping. Yeah, I'm thinking about getting a motorcycle and getting it all like loaded up, ready to go. Just so that I can just jump on the back, put Diana in the back and we're like, because, you know, if you're trying to get out of town, if there's some problem, some emergency and you have to deal with the traffic, you got a motorcycle, you're, you skate by all of that. But that would be fun. Just have a motorcycle standing by. You know, say like 400 miles of gas and uh, supplies for, I don't know, a week, a tent, sleeping bags, water. All you got to do is get on and go. I think that's what I want to do. It's either <laughs> that or a sauna. I'm not sure. <laughs> what did we learn? Let's recap. Angela, what'd you learn? I just learned like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to Canada. I'm going to go, go be with Jana. Mm. <laughs> You're going to Canada, getting out of here. Well, if that happens, like, mm -hmm. who knows? Jana, final, final thoughts. I mean, of course I, I had a blast. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what I learned, but it felt good to say all these things out right. loud with you guys it's such a heavy time you know mm -hmm. and people are very careful and and to say unsayable things and have you call me jewy and me tell you <laughs> call you whitey and tell you you're dumb and you work for us i don't know it just feels so fun totally <clears throat> that's what comics do together <laughs> yeah I'm well careful. they know what's up it's good it feels good life affirming actually Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I feel the goodness in in what we did here today, and 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 all the things that were said, and you know, it, it's all coming from from good intentions. We're tr we're trying to. That's all we're ever really trying to do is uncover the shadow in 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 the world and in ourselves. And in order to do that, you gotta you gotta be willing to say the unsayable, because it does liberate something. And uh, truth is always good, or getting closer to the truth. So. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. You guys. This is